Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys, and this is the community pub i don't know if you get that asmr but i still like to do it opening up a cold beer i'm drinking hazy bear hug tonight this is uh continuing on i've got one more week at the goose island sampler pack i had and this is the hazy bear hug derek you know i'm about to love this i'm excited about drinking it it is going to be delicious for those of you that want to follow HyperClean, go check out our products. Go to hypercleanstore.com or go over to HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. You can interact there and find a place to belong. It is a community. Guys, thanks so much for having a beer with me. Hmm, that is delicious. All right, so I'm drinking the uh, Hazy Bear Hug from Goose Island. And I'm curious from you guys, what's the first thing you look at when you pull up to a stoplight? The other day, this is what popped in my mind because I have a routine and it hit me once I was doing it. And I was like, oh, I got to ask the other guys if they have a routine. I don't know if this is just a detailer thing or if it's a me thing or what. But as soon as I get to a stoplight, everything's paused and I can have a moment. I immediately start looking to my left. And if that if, if I'm up there and there's a car right there, I'm going to look at that hood. I'm going to look at that side fender and I'll start checking out the wheels. If it's over here, I'm going to do the same thing on the right side. I'm particularly looking at first what my eye catches. Is there some gloss coming off of that paint? Right. And then I actually like to play a little game, whether or not I can decide if that car has been coated or if it's just something, you know, the guy just likes to take care of it. And then of course I evaluate, you know, I look at the sun hitting the light uh, in the paint. And if it's a dark car, I definitely cast judgment on, uh, how little polishing Dustin did on those Dodge trucks sitting next to me. That's, that's what I know. But uh, uh, what about you guys? Do you all have a, you all have anything fun that you, you go through at a stoplight? Do you check out cars? Do you grab your phone? Do you change the channel? Like what is your routine when you hit a stoplight? Yeah. Uh, so I am drinking Kentucky uh, bourbon barrel ale or no, it's a uh, Kentucky vanilla cream bourbon barrel. Ale. I don't know. Whatever. Wow. Really look beer. at them. Uh, awesome beer. Finally back after, uh, after being down with the sickness and uh, glad to be, glad to be enjoying a nice cold one again, but uh, awesome yeah. beer. Are you sure about that? Dude, I love this beer. I love this beer. It um, sounds like a mouthful. Fortunately, it, it's like the dude, the name is forever long, but uh, extremely good. Had it last year, lucked out and found it in six pack uh, down where my in laws live. So I had to scoop some up and uh, been enjoying them ever since. But first thing I look at when I pull up to a stoplight is TikTok, man. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> checking it out, you know, oh, light red, all good. <laughs> figured figured i'd be the oddball there but uh oh. yeah yeah wish i could tell you it was it was some gnarly paint or something detail related <laughs> but nah i'm i'm spaced out man <laughs> pull up lights red <laughs> all good mm. check back in a seconds <laughs> he's hitting the tiktok is he <laughs> yeah keep it keeps you alert keeps you energized I'm drinking old uh, Faithful tonight. Oh man! Ooh. Did you get? Did they Look send you that? that? Look at that, Derek. I sent it to him. Every order you get a six pack of Hazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Old Faithful the, the right tonight. No ultra is going uh, going highfalutin tonight with a little six pack of Hazies. <laughs> you know, you'd so, think by now they'd send they'd give a sponsorship to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. <laughs> All the yeah, promotion that you get, that going. Uh, get gonna have to give some kickback sooner or later, or else we're gonna have to all switch to Bush Light. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's Ooh. a good time. <laughs> Easy there. Easy there. Making a lot of claims over there. Making a lot of claims. Get you some of that good stuff. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> <laughs> drinking out of a mason jar, I'm pretty sure. Apparently, I am drinking out of a mason jar. <laughs> 
Uh, I am from West Virginia, and we have plenty of mason jars. They're I everywhere. Where they all, I don't know where they all came from, but we've got plenty of them. So when I pull up to a stoplight, I'm simple. I'm looking at the opposing light when that one's changing so I can get going. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. I'm looking at the other light, wondering when that damn thing's turning green or red so I can get my green and go. Gotta get those boats, huh? I got to go. I got to go. I'll have time to send it these lights and whatnot. <laughs> God, he's, in, he's impatient, isn't he? I'm very impatient. <laughs> that foot's twitching over the pedal. Are you like Nick Walters? Are you honking at people for sitting at a red light instead of running uh, it? I'm like a I'm like a negative two point second. Like, <laughs> like come on, like are you blind? Like it's <laughs> gonna change. Go. So you're like the guy. Yeah. What color green are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. There you go. I was gonna say. So you're the guy behind me that if it if it's if it goes green for more than a second, I'm getting that honk behind me. Well, I'm getting out and tapping on your window. Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh God. Uh, Brian's the guy that like times the lights and then hits the gas while it's still red yeah. and then goes. Yeah. He yeah. you know. He timed all the lights. He knows. Yeah, exactly. Are you in the uh, passing lane trying to rev the guy for the green light? Yeah, just trying, man. Trying. We're just trying. We got places to be. We don't have time for this. Brian's drag racing every guy, everybody. Like everybody. Light. I don't Cruiser doesn't matter. Smart car. He's 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 gapping them. I'm I'm sitting back there with a thousand pounds of water in the back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke you. I don't care. <laughs> I hear you, man. Time is hey, money. With the trailer in tow. That's classic. Let's see. I'm I'm working on a hitchhiker IPA today from uh, good people down here in Birmingham, Alabama. Very delicious. Uh, kind of more like that um, that traditional IPA, Marty, that, that I had sent you a while back. It's got a maybe a hint of some sort of citrus, but pretty plain Jane, but good, good stuff. And when I get to a, a red light, I mean, it, it's one of two conditions. You know, if I've been Having fun, I'm looking in the rearview mirror first just to see if I see any any blue or lights flashing or anything like that. Uh, just to kind of take a quick check, and then. Uh, but normally, I'm I'm guilty. I'm looking for the right angle of the sun. I'm looking for swirls. I am looking for the darkest paint I can see so I can really get judgmental and just <laughs> mentally just harsh on them, like, "Oh, you poor poor vehicle, and you're you're terrible owner." <laughs> You know, that's that's my standard I'm with that yeah you know, lately that. i've been also looking at wheels i've been kind of hooked on uh on judging people's tires i do that too i'll judge their wheel their their brake dust yes oh if it's i fun. can get down it's... far enough i'll get down i'll look at okay no. what's their what's their wheels look like absolutely yeah hey gosh judgmental people whatever um i'm drinking a coke a cherry coke zero going dry tonight i'm gonna let it ride till next week and pull out something special. Um, maybe, maybe our favorite little V word um, that I, that I, I shall not name. Um, but at every stoplight, I'm with Brian 1000% of the way. I'm looking at that light to see when it's going to change. If I'm in a rush, I've, I've got my, my rear diff locked and I'm ready to launch light. I'm impatient and I'm shameless about it, honestly. Honestly, um, right, Brian and Nick, have you guys done the maneuver, which somebody did to me the other day? They were in that right lane and I thought they were going to want to like race through, but they didn't. They just got over that right lane for about half a second so that then they could take a right. And then they went around where that left turn lane from the other way and went over into the oh, right lane and then took a right. So beautiful. They could go on through. Beautiful that's move, beautiful. right? Beautiful move. It's a pro move. That's a classic motorcycle move, but no, I've not done that. All right, what's on the menu tonight? Okay. I'm making Nashville hot chicken bites. So right now I am cutting up chicken, um, preparing these to go in an air fryer. I'm breading them up right now. Um, they're gonna they're gonna get panko breaded, go in the air fryer for ooh, somewhere around 20, 15, 20 minutes. And I've got cornbread in the oven baking right now too. Yeah. So Nashville hot chicken bites are gonna get tossed in, in I guess my my special seasoning sauce. Um, and then put on top of some cornbread, and that's it. Everybody in the South to Midwest, as soon as you said cornbread, all went. 
right? Like there's just something about fresh cornbread, man. Awesome. And it is that Southern style, a little bit sweet, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of lime mm. that I like. My mama would crucify me. So she's not here tonight. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Cast iron skillet. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. About to say. I'm not. So tonight. So tonight I got, and Marty, I sent you a picture, but when I went on my trip, we went to the Catskills Mountain to go uh, hiking, and I got from Westkill Brewing Company, and the beer is actually called a Catterscale IPA, and Marty, this is the only IPA my wife's ever drank, and then she goes, can I have another sip? It was that good, and I have two that I'm going to be sending you next time I want to order, so I'm going to be sending you, you have to try this beer, Marty, it's it's got more hops in it. It's a citra. It's so good. It's like, oh my god, I can't. I, I've, I've been trying to savor them. They're so good. So I had only, I've only had one since we got back. All right. Well, cool. I might have to throw one of those in Randy's bag that I've been collecting for him. So <laughs> I'm we'll telling Randy's we'll gonna be like, sir, lucky or not, I'll take one of those sips and I might <laughs> nice. throw one his way. I'm not sure. Right on. <laughs> Send it back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I, I don't know from each destination. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna go back because this brewery was like down some dead end road, and we we didn't even think it was a brewery. It looked like someone's garage, and then you had to go up the hill a little bit more. And I pulled in, and I'm like, oh, okay, it looks like somebody's house. It just converted into a brewery, but it was it was really good. It was probably the best beer they had. But um, hey, I guess well, you know, when you got a you got a limp home. It makes it pretty easy, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, as far as traffic stops, uh, kind of like what you guys were saying, I like to look at uh, the different cars. But my favorite thing to do is when I see a brand new car to see how messed up the paint is usually. I just like to see, like when they got the new sticker, the brand new car sticker still on there. And you, I like to lean in with the light and see. And I go, ooh, that guy got screwed. And you see how bad the paint looks. And then my, a few times when the new Acura, I think uh, MDXs came out in like that dark blue. I kept seeing them at like Home Depot, just covered in buffer trails. And I'm literally, I want to go sort of like, did you know how much you pay for this car? Did you get a discount? Because it doesn't look good. And then, but I'm always like, don't say anything, don't say anything to them. But man, but that's what I like to do. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. Inside the specialist group, uh, Noah had a question and Noah was curious uh, because he was doing a soft wash. He had a customer that asked him if he would do a soft wash on a mural. And not that he had some questions, right? Like, and I don't blame him. So I was curious from you guys, what was the craziest or oddest thing that, that you've ever been asked to clean for me, mine as a mobile detailer doesn't seem crazy now, but for me, then it was, are you sure? Like, I don't know. Um, I guess I can do your fence and then I can clean your deck. Like, yeah, I guess let me try. And I actually, the first ones I did was my dad's. I went to my parents' house and I started cleaning their fence and I go, Oh, okay. This will work. Well, can I get a little closer? And then I could figure out how close or how far you could be on a fence without stripping because if you get too close on a fence, it'll kind of feather. And if you don't run your, your line of your power washer down even and you do any stops, you start to create a zebra look and you can have striping in your fence. And especially if you start doing that on somebody's deck, they're not going to be happy. So, you know, that was, that was a little bit of a learning curve for me. It was kind of a curveball that they threw out. But once I got it, I nailed it. And I started doing a lot of fences and decks when, you know, when I had time to, to squeeze them in because – you know, as, as most of you guys know, one, two, three years in business, especially as a mobile detailer in the Midwest, you go through ups and downs. So I started packing in fences and I started packing in uh, decks as often as I could. And even when we started going over to Lowe's and buying the, the, uh, the sealer and I would seal up people's decks and fences after I cleaned them. So it was a nice little, as some people call side hustle inside of the main hustle. So it was, it was a lot of fun, but what about you? You guys had any uh, interesting or odd requests to clean? So I've got the I've got somebody locally local to me. Uh, he owns a pretty large bakery. They do pastries, cookies, any type of dessert you could even imagine. And uh, so they've got all these different uh, like stainless appliances, stuff like that that they bake with or mix with. You name it. Uh, so they had some don't know what the things are called they're like these cabinets 
and uh he's like hey they're kind of like nasty how do i how do i get some of this stuff off you, you have a way so i ended up taking them and and uh acid washing every single piece of that uh that stainless stuff and uh came out pretty good that's probably the craziest thing i've had to clean uh i've done some of the fences and you know uh, i've like got a, you reminded me i've got to go one up on my once you said acid wash, I went, golly, how did I forget that? Let's I'm literally it. like a month into business, and I've got a buddy that is the one that talked me into to, to being a mobile detailer. He goes, hey, this girl I've been dating, her brother has this new house, and they put this New England-style finish with the mortar all over it, and they put too much on, and they need it acid washed off. <sighs> right? Hey, I, what, what do I need to do? How do I figure it out? What do I... So I strapped muratic acid on a big tank and put it on my back and went and started spraying down the house. And yeah, a lot of fun there. Right? I won't talk about the scars and the acid marks and oh, yeah. crap that I went through because right. I was a month into business. I didn't know what I was doing. I just needed to make money. So yeah, good one. I'm glad you mentioned that. I forgot all about that. That acid, that acid remind you, reminded you about all those uh, nice tiny cuts you got on you. Right. Absolutely. Or, or you uh, everything on your hand or your back, like everywhere started bubbling up and fizzing. I got home and would take clothes off and be like, ah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, probably probably one I've uh, done that was uh most odd was uh had a request for a customer to power wash the shipping channel buoys. What they were in charge of is pulling buoys out of shipping channels um in the bay oh, wow. and the ocean. And uh, they're they're huge, like massive yeah. boots, and they sit underwater about ten feet, half of them, and they pull them out in the fall for the winter time. And of course, they're covered in algae and everything you can imagine. And uh, they wanted them power washed, and we did that, and it was a terrible job. And uh, I hope I didn't <laughs> do that again. <laughs> terrible, terrible job, but somebody had to do it, right? Somebody somebody had to do it, and the, the check cleared. That's all yeah. that matters. All that matters. I was hoping you'd say a submarine is really what I was hoping for. Oh, <laughs> cool. That would be pretty sick. That would be pretty cool. cool. Man, I think uh, for me, it, it took me a second to, to recall it, but it was, uh, I guess, just over a year ago, it was a, a set of golf clubs that were presented to me while coding the car and said, hey, can you paint correct these and, and, and code them like the car? Can you make it look like the car? So, you know, driver, three wood, whatever. Yeah, I, I got my little uh, pixie out and zing zing on the, the painted surface and coated them up. That was unexpected, but, but easy. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a tough job. <laughs> it was pretty plain and simple, but easy to do. Yeah. Um, have any of you guys ever been asked to clean kitchen counters? Mm -mm. that was a weird one i did that once and my mom freaked out because the counters were shining like you could see a reflection in them i did a light ah. polish on them and then i spray waxed them and you could take like a 12 ounce soda can and just flick it and it'd go all the way across like six feet across the counter because it'd be so slick and they love that and within about a week um i had two of my aunts like hey can you do my counters and i was like oh come <laughs> on man I'm like, all right, sure. You, you got to clean your kitchen first. So you know, that's not going to happen. So I actually have uh, two uh, two stories where I'll do, do them quick. So one, I was doing a Mercedes uh, GL 550 on a farm. And halfway through the detail, a guy taps him on the shoulder and goes, can you clean out this uh, horse trailer? I was like, um, were the horses just in it? He's like, no, no, we cleaned all the poop out. Like, it's good to go. So I power wash inside of this trailer, you know, for this guy and then wash the outside. Called me back to do the wife's car. And while I was there, same guy tapped me and goes, hey, man, um, could you uh, wash our tractor and then also wash the uh, where the lawnmower blades are to get all the grass and crap out of it? And I was like, oh, sure, why not? And then I'm power washing all the, the all the, the hay, um, grass and stuff out of it. And then the clumps were coming out. And then I had to get to show me how to move it so I could move it forward and stuff. And I'm, um, I got home. My wife's like, "How was the details?" I was like, "Well, the Mercedes was easy, but the tractor was was not fun. Like, I foamed it all down and everything, put spray wax on it. Like, it was it was crazy." No, I would be. I've never done a trailer either. I've never done that, like a tractor trailer. Like, I 
That's, that's uh, the only other thing I've done is um, I had a guy with like a like a 25 foot like race car trailer that we ended up polishing just lightly the whole thing. And um, I had my brother come with me, but I didn't tell him we were doing a trail. I told him we were doing the car and he pulls up and he goes, what are you doing today? And just pointed at the trailer and he goes, come on, man. I was like, don't worry, we're getting paid. And it was a long day. I bet. I bet it's been a long day. All right. So it's been a long week, actually, for me uh, with Nick being gone. I've been playing double duty working a little bit extra, spent a little bit too much time doing some things, but it is what it is. That's what you got to do. So I haven't really done anything cool at all. I haven't cleaned anything cool. I haven't been working on anything cool, but I imagine you guys have, right? Dustin, I know has been working on some cool stuff lately. He was telling me and bragging about how awesome he got this, this, uh, what, uh, uh, what'd you get a C8 man dialed it in. Perfect. Got it in and out real quick. No issues. Loving it, right? Like you've been doing a lot of cool stuff lately. There you go, man. You just really dug yourself a hole there. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that was not a fun one. Uh, don't know. It's just like that. We had a black Mustang uh, a couple weeks back, and this C8 was in just as bad a shape. Um, both of the cars are, you know, 2022, 2023, with very low miles on them, and just just flat out destroyed. So. Uh, they've seen a lot of neglect. Um, I didn't have a good time with this Mustang. It bought me tooth and nail. Um, just had, had, you know, or not the Mustang, the C8. But I, I'm the pickup guy. I would much rather do the diesels, all that fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, we had the jacked up, uh, sitting on 10 inches of lift, some 26-inch wheels, and uh, that big old Dodge Ram, you know what I mean? So that, that was a pretty cool one. We like to see the Rams rolling through our shop. Uh, we call them our specialty around the quick split. So really like those trucks. Those are my favorite to work on, man. I, I bleed Ram and uh, just enjoy working with them. Paint's great. That's what I was going to say. Might, so have, might have some electrical problems, okay? <laughs> Here and there. All right. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, we like the trucks, man. C8 wasn't a good time. My back hurts. I'm going to need a couple of days off to recover. And uh, that's it. How old are you? 29, man. I've been through a lot of abuse. You're going to be you struggling. time off after cleaning a car and you're 29. Jeez. Fragile. Man, polish that hood ain't fun. Oh, there, F that hood, man. There, I, there is no good way to get to that hood. No good way. Did you, get around, did you get around the, the pushed on letters, the Corvette letters on the back, the little pushed on letters? The, oh, dude, no, we, we don't even try, man. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, like the, the last thing I need is is one of my guys whacking that thing with the freaking mini polisher and slinging that letter across the shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it is what it is. If it's fucked up, it's fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm not sitting there going around every single letter. It's just. We're not, we're not in the business of show car perfection. We want to make it presentable. And, you know, here you go. Car was fucked. We made it better. It was, it was trash. That paint, I was shocked when I saw the pictures of that thing. Oh, dude, yeah, there's a, there's a two inch crack on the passenger door in the paint. Just a fresh crack in the paint. It was crazy. Um, yeah. So the car had a lot of dings. You could see where a pebble had bounced up the front bumper over across the hood and onto the passenger side fender um, and just gnarly stuff on the, on the roof too. Um, we all know the micro marring. You're going to fight that. You can't one step mm-hmm. GM black paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a couple of things that we went down, we hit it with some like 3M perfect finish caused micro marring on a black wax. Paint. I think you mean perfected. Um, yeah, perfected, perfected. I'm sorry. So we ended up settling with uh, Eco One sprayed on a pad, and a little bit of 3D One was a good, good mixture on a you know on an orange HDO pad, mm. and that that turned out pretty well to get that micro marring gone the most part. Hope that helps somebody out. But like I said, fuck them things. Keep the pickup trucks coming. If you got a C8, please don't call me. <laughs> um we haven't worked on anything too exciting recently uh we don't get a 
ton of crazy things and in, into the shop, I guess. We're pretty, uh, I don't know, we say boring, but uh, we get a couple cool Vipers. Nithmoto, we have one we work on. Uh, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Like a snakeskin green one, but uh, probably the most recent one was, uh, of course, we're boat guys. Uh, we did a 60 foot weaver, uh, full ceramic coat job on Sportfish which is like probably a $7 million boat. Um, so that was, that was a pretty cool job. It's fun for the first two days and like third and fourth day, everybody's pretty miserable, but it's a, it's a fun job to do the, to showcase what you, what you do. So. Four days. Yeah. How many guys did you have on that job? We had one, two, we had three counting me, four guys. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's a, that's a lot of acreage for four days. It's, it's a lot. It's Brian, a lot. Yeah. Brian, yeah. I have I have one question though. How many? Because I've seen the the marine coatings usually come in like the hundred mil bottles. How many bottles do you go through usually? So we buy we buy five hundred milliliters and liters. Um. So we go. Through, I have pictures of. I mean, I'll go through of marine coating probably. Um. I, I would say maybe like one, two, three, four, twenty, forty probably 30 liters or something like that in a season like a oh lot. god that's just insane yeah it's right by the lead that's a that's some serious cost uh i mean that, that's a great explanation though like hey you got to spend money to make money um, yeah, it, it is. Um, and that's why the cost you get customers that complain about whatever, but when you see the cost of what marine ceramic coating is, it's it's pretty tremendous. It's not um I don't care what company you're using when you get in the marine ceramic coating, it's not a it, it's not a bottom of the you know price range product. So it does uh does that equate, but you yeah, you gotta you gotta have money to play with it. So and when yeah. you when you spill we break everything down, so we take a 500 milliliter bottle. Then we buy 30 milliliter bottles um, from wherever, Amazon, whatever distributor has them. We break everything down to 30 mils and then give them to the guys in 30 mils. So you have more control over it. You can kind of monitor what your, your usages and stuff like that. Um, it's a much better way to do it than say, a lot of guys will do like syringes out of it. You have a lot of waste that way. If you break it down into small bottles, now you got it, you know, you can be like, okay, I, I can count or use this much milliliters per job and measure everything out, so. That's fascinating. That, that's a whole lot of inventory or stock to, to carry on that. That's, that's incredible. The, uh, yeah, for me, as far as something, I guess the most interesting I've, thing I've worked on recently is my little side project car where I've got every paint flaw and, and paint depth known the man. I'm, my little Z, I'm dealing with paint that's uh, as thick as uh 12 mils in some spots where it, it was laid on thick down to six mils in another spot and i got fish eyes solvent pop sanding marks underneath the clear i, I got everything known the man on that that is my rolling test spot and experimental piece um it, it's it's been fun i mean I, i've gotten to try a lot of different things because obviously it, it's been resprayed by, by different people at different times over over the years and it's been fun. It's like a puzzle trying to figure it out and get it to a, as good a result as I thought I, you know, I could. I, originally when I got it, I thought it was an obvious just repaint. And then I'm like, eh, let's see what can happen. Let, let's see where, where you can get it. And it's been a fun ride where um, I'm actually enjoying it. And, you know, that's the, the, the after, after project, right? I typically don't put a polisher on that till after 10 o'clock at night where I got a little if I have any energy to burn, that's where it goes. I go out there and, and fool around with that and experiment. It's been a lot of fun. That's really like one of the most fun like types there is. Like the ones where you just kind of get to throw what you have at it and play around and test around. Like that's kind of like where I got my start doing things. Like on my on my first mini and like throwing stuff at it and see what see what happens, see what works. It's so satisfying. This past weekend though, um, I was detailing down at uh, my aunt's house. And they have this old, like, 99, maybe 2000 um, Tacoma. Been in the family for a while. They kept it up. They kept it running. Only about 70,000 miles on it. Had been maintained. No rust. No oxidation in the clear coat. Bam. The trim was well, well beyond faded. 
And I was like, all right, I got another day here. What can I do to change the condition without actually polishing the paint? And I had all right, I had me a day, you know, a decon wash, uh, put solution finish on the trim and coated it, um, cleaned up the wheels with Fuego, and uh, redid the headlights. I did the headlight restoration on it. And uh, it looked totally different. It's a nice surprise. Oh, how's food? Uh, let's take a quick peek here. Um, cornbread is done. Oh, hold on. All right, cornbread's cornbread. all finished. Wonderful. Look at cornbread. it. Nice done. and golden on top. Ooh. Chicken done there. Chicken mess. That panko breading went everywhere. <laughs> but we're going to toss uh, that in the oil. We are looking Thank forward you. to seeing what that is going to turn out like. No doubt. I love it. Love the uh, Nashville hot chicken. Especially, didn't we talk about that last week, right? So I'm glad yes, you uh, glad you brought it back out. I love it. I mean, we, we had had that at Mobile Tech, too, and he made that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're going to make it right now? And he's like, yep. And shit was good. <laughs> Everyone went back for seconds. So, oh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'd love to I have it again. Hopefully oh, soon. Same, same here, man. So I didn't work on anything. So I was kind of on vacation this weekend, so I didn't work on anything too crazy. Yesterday I did. I don't know if you guys saw a really nasty Elantra. That was full of fingernails and dirty stuff. And they didn't think it was that dirty, but I started showing them pictures and the guy's like, I didn't know it was that bad. I'm like, bro, it was bad. So I got, I got paid well for that job, but this coming weekend, and I just think it's kind of cool. I get to work on a new uh, uh, Acura Integra. So it's the new, the new 2023 Integra. Uh, I have a guy that has a black um, six speed with a red interior. And I just think it's crazy because it's an Integra. Cause my buddy has a 97 that he drove, you know, it was a flood car that he bought from, I think, Hurricane Floyd or something. They bought it. It always he he beat that shit out of this car. It was beat up and he just didn't care about it. And I always told him, bro, just wash it. He never would wash it. He still has that car under a tarp. But he's driving something else now, but he still has it. But it's just kind of cool that I'm going to do an Integra, like a new Integra. And it's got the letters stamped in the back and stuff. So I'm going to be sending him a bunch of pictures when I'm doing it. But that that's getting coded and um, the interior is getting done. And we're doing a dose on it. So it's going to be uh, pretty cool at the possible new shop. So we'll see. I, I'm, not, I'm trying to wait to kind of announce. I might have some stuff in my works. But uh, I'll send you pictures, Marty. But it should be pretty cool. Yeah, excited to see all that. Brian, you remember the Integris from back in the day? I, I had a high school buddy that had one. Yeah, you know, I like remember a... when I was younger and uh, <laughs> we had them uh, in the <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, Did that, you have the one, giant that, art cans? That yeah, that white Integra was it. That was what oh. white Integra Type R. That was the bees need right there. My buddies is uh, dark green. Yeah, they had the so, yellow one too. That was pretty rare, but those oh. cars are worth like a lot of coin nowadays too. Yes, uh, There's not many that are in original shape. That's the thing. It's it's wild. Yeah. What you right, thought, so Brian? You you were talking a little bit ago and. And it makes sense, right? It makes sense to you at that point. You, you said you don't want to waste. Absolutely, right? You wouldn't want to give give a, a guy that's out coating a boat a liter of coating. You would want to put it down into something small that 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 did not uh, allow him to waste anything. That's a very practical thing, and uh, I, I wish that uh, some other people could hear what you had to say about that. I, I think the the thing around detailers and this is where I wanted to go into is there seems to be always this trend though, inside of detailing that they would actually take that product and try and make two liters out of it. <laughs> yes. Right. And they would say, Oh, well, I, I could manage it better and I could cut it and then I could get more out of it. Right. Like there's a lot of detailers and me included, right. That in the past would take a product and cut it. That it actually was the early parts of detailing. You actually didn't have any ready to use products. You really couldn't find hardly any of them at all. And it wasn't until I would say probably what uh, mid two thousands when that kind of became more popular, when, you know, some more ready to use stuff started coming out 2010, it really kind of started exploding, especially as more people went online and certain brands grew their popularity, which changed the way a lot of detailers began to act. And you would literally, a lot of people just go grab a bottle and start spraying. 
But then there's some guys that are still concerned with, well, okay, I've got X amount of cost in this gallon or spray bottle or whichever way you buy it. I need to make sure I cut it down as low as possible so that I keep my expenses down. And I, I, I find this to be pretty interesting because everybody's going to go, yeah, that makes sense. And of course, a business should, right? Every business should keep their expenses in check, right? They shouldn't waste and they shouldn't overdo and they should keep their expenses in check. But it's interesting when you look at the other side of the industry of people that clean cars, they just don't do it professionally. Most of your, you know, you could throw them out in different names, but let's just say they're a DIY, right? Like you like that name. It's even in your name of your business, right? So somebody that likes to go out and do their own car, you rarely, at least for me, I have rarely ever seen or heard of those people being concerned about how much they were spending. Those people usually just go grab their bottle, grab their product, and they're not going to try and, you know, do this. And this is what I love. And people are like, well, I need to measure my ounces, right? There's a lot of detailers that measure their ounces on a service that they're going to get paid for. While a DIYer doesn't measure and he's not being paid. So I've always found that to be a little bit interesting. Why somebody that wants to do it themselves isn't really as concerned about cutting a product when somebody that then is professional who's getting paid to do the work is actually more concerned about what they're spending. What are your guys' thoughts? Let's jump into all this conversation. Take one side or the other. I don't care. And let's just have fun with it. Yeah. So I think a lot of times you see the newer guys, especially who really don't have their business established yet they're just kind of rolling through the most motions they're really tracking down their spending like oh my gosh i just spent 80 dollars for this gallon of product well okay but that gallon of product's gonna make your life a little bit easier um and they're and they're just worried about that 80 dollars oh my gosh and, and so they're more focused on that how can i save costs how can i cut costs? like we don't even look at our product costs like i had i had a tax uh when we first kind of really got rolling our tax guy was like wow there's really not that much overhead in detail because because there's not as a mobile guy product costs are nothing um you know versus you compare yourself to the the plumber the construction guy any of these contractors they spend a lot of coin uh to get their jobs done so um, is detailers, there's no need to sit there and dissect all of your products and cut it down and try to get it as cheap as possible. Because at the end of the, at the end of the day, somebody's suffering, suffering and getting the short end of the stick, uh, for you, you know, cutting down all the products, so whether it's you or the, you know, the customer, um, like I said, use the products for what they're, you know, what they're made to do. They'll try to cut costs to save a couple pennies. So you don't, you work. said you don't, you don't evaluate at all. And there's some people that would go, well, you, you're not running a good business. You know, you should, you should measure out every single thing that you do. No, so we, why do you not measure? Why do you not do that? Why do you just kind of roll with the, the flow? Because it's a waste of my time to sit there and, and calculate all, oh, oh my gosh, we spent, we spent $4 and 23 cents on this detail. Oh my God! How am I ever gonna recover? Like, like that. Uh, the one Tiger King. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm never gonna find it. Recover. I don't look at it. it. It's a business expense. It costs money to be in business. Um, you're if you're worried about product cost, shoo! I don't know what you're gonna do when you have an accident or burn pain or you got called the body shop. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean. We don't, we don't look at that. It's just, you know, whatever. Swipe the credit card. We get our hyper-clean product. At the end of the year, I might look at how much we spent when I'm having the review with, with my uh, accountant. That's it. So other, other than that, no, nah, we, we don't pay attention to that kind of thing. We, uh, um, contrary to Dustin, we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> We do calculate a lot of our costs, pretty much everything down to uh, we monitor everything. 
I've got other shops that I discuss with talk to. This is a this is this could be a whole podcast. I think Nick and I could like go into like a whole podcast on this. Um we do we do calculate what we cost. It's not a problem for us. It's just a matter of seeing what product cost is, just so you can adjust things. When you get high volume, it does it 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 does really start playing a certain role. Um, whether you're gonna charge another 50 bucks for a job or whatever the case may be. Cause there are margins to meet, at least for us. But as far as people like diluting stuff and, you know, trying to make it last longer or, you know, cause they, they don't want to spend too much money. That is a, there's no cheaper person than a detailer. It, it is insane. Well, well, why is, I mean, right. Like it, as I kept thinking about it, that's why I wanted to say that earlier. Like, why do you think Brian, if somebody that's come into your store and bought some products and going to go do it themselves, sure. They're, why are they less concerned about price than the guy that's actually getting paid? Because that detailer wants every penny of that job. A detailers want to charge a hundred dollars and they want to make a hundred and five. They don't want to, they, 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 half of them don't want to pay tax. Half of them don't want to have to pay for chemicals. They want to get stuff for free. They, they don't want to, I mean, my gosh, a towel cost $5 a towel. I mean, it's, it's insane. Detailers do not, they want that. If a job costs a hundred dollars, they want every penny of that hundred dollars. And they don't understand how to run the business that you have margins, you have percentages. But the craziest thing is they have no idea their biggest cost is their time and their biggest profit is their time. They will sit there and cut chemical to, to get another $2 savings out of a job. But then they'll, they'll, they'll drive, you know, they'll spend a gallon of gas to drive over here to a job and not be paid for it, or they'll stop at a store and buy some candy bars or whatever the case may be. They'll sit on their phone for five, 10, 15 minutes. TikTok at the stoplight? At, at TikTok at the stoplight? <laughs> I mean, every, That's every maximizing minute, time. Every minute of your day is money. And they don't, they don't concern themselves with that. They, but they'll sit there and cut a, a tire dressing down 10 to 1 because, you know, it costs $80 a gallon, whatever the case may be. And they're just like, well, I don't want to pay that much money. I'm, just, I'm going to spread it out. And, but then they'll sit there and waste time during their day, which is your biggest moneymaker is your time. And it's, it's really hard to teach people that, that, you know, there's a lot more costs in your business than, than product. And like Nick said it a thousand times, you, and Dustin just said, your, your products aren't your biggest cost in your business, but people think it is. They think that, you know, I, I bought chemicals. So, you know, I spent $300 on chemical for the week or whatever. Oh my gosh, that's so much money. But they're missing the big picture of what the company really costs and where I can cut costs and where I can make more money. And they, detailers focus on the necessities. They focus on the, the products or the towels or, you know, the tools or whatever the case may be. But then everything else they just neglect, and it's 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 wild, and it's hard it's hard to really convey that to people. But yeah, it, it's it's a crazy balancing act. I mean, you hear about the sixty thousand dollar floor in the shop. <laughs> you got somebody wanting to cut chemicals down, you know, a million to one, and they have ten polishers hanging on their walls that are redundant. They're all five inch random orbitals with every logo known to man. And they want to cut something down thinking they're going to recoup their money in their rinseless wash by going 556 to one or whatever, you know, that's an exaggeration. But I mean, some of the products that aren't meant to be cut down, you know, you take Fuego and your wheel cleaners and certain things. And me, I've, it was funny. I heard Nick say a while back where he kind of explained his methodology on it. And just said, hey, if it's supposed to be one-to-one, I'm going to go two parts product, one part water. Because I want to be sure that I'm getting the maximum benefit from the product. You know, and I evaluated that and thought about it. And to me, you know, when I use TRX on a wheel, what's what costs more, cutting it another 10 times over or having to go around the wheel twice? Um, Not getting where you want to be on the first pass. So I'll go two-to-one, four-to-one. So what, a year, year and a half ago, a year and a half, maybe it was even late 2020. Do you guys remember, uh, remember the, uh, the, the movement inside of TikTok for those of you that are watching TikTok as TikTok kind of exploded. So many of those detailers were using cheap cleaners and then talking about going around the tire twice to make sure that it got everything off. And we were going, what, what, why would, what? (laughs) 
round and round we go. I, mean, yeah, I, I mean, just don't want to do it. I don't have time to spin around, I'm spin around, clean that. off my brush, do it again. Like, that's crazy. Exactly. But, what you said right there was time. Yeah. Detailers don't value their, their time. They're, they're more worried about the, the cost. That's the easiest way to recoup and increase your, your dollar per hour, your margin. It's time is being more efficient, figuring out having maybe having three spray bottles spread around the car instead of walking around the car to get spray bottle every time. There's a million ways to save time and improve efficiency. But I mean, cut diluting that that costs you time. And, and I mean, you're saving what nickels. It, the product isn't that expensive. Some of the tools are expensive. Some of the, the expenditures on cosmetics, if you're filming and recording in your shop and want to look a certain way, that's real money. That's money that's hard to recoup. Um, you're, you're doing flooring, paint jobs, extravagant lighting. I mean, a lot of times when I'm polishing, I turn a lot of the lights off and I go with a headlamp or something like that to isolate the area I'm working. I don't have a tanning booth going in my shop. And you mean you I don't have, have those hex lights in your ceiling? Yeah, you don't got the hex lights. Not in the on. shop. Those are in the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hey, Brian put them in his mobile unit so he can put them around all the boats. I remember a four-bean bank. I think Joe Clean might have had them back in the day in his his special van. That was so clean, man. Oh, he did have that nice van. I remember that. Yeah. The wood floor. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Speaking of flooring, there's a that was an odd one, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I I'm not exactly a business owner, so I don't calculate costs the same way as you guys. But as a weekend warrior type person, I ask myself a question. Is this product at this price still going to be a good investment for me, especially given the quality of the product? Yes or no? Yes? Cool. Product on board. No? Get out of here. I'm not tracking pennies. You got to pay to play with this, though. Like, you're going to waste your time with cheap products trying to dilute things down or go over things twice again and chase pennies i think it's worth it to buy you know the hot products and and look later maybe look at the end of the month you know to see what your overall cost is but no i'm i'm, I'm not going you know job by job oh, i've used four ounces of degreaser and whatnot now if i'm running really low on a product and my stupid self forgot to order more i might cut it depending on the product like iron decon i might cut it one-to-one um, if I'm, if I've only got like one bottle's worth left and I've got to do five cars, just a, just an individual thing. Sure. How's the food yeah. looking? All right. So I've just got it done. Give y'all a look at it real quick. Oh my. Oh, that looks crispy. The chicken came out pretty good. Yes, it did. The cornbread's even better. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. Everybody can go to it's underscore grooms and they can check it out. Hopefully he'll start making posts instead of just stories so that people can later go back and look at it. So what I've actually done is I have put them all into a highlight reel. So you can go back and look at everything there. Um, Usually I reserve posts for for car stuff and whatnot. Um, So I've I've made um, highlight reels of like some things, but we'll see that might change in the future. And maybe Ooh. throwing a picture out into the specialist group. So maybe. people in there can interact and talk through the food. Ooh, good idea. Making, man. Good idea. I like it. So, I mean, I like you guys currently know, like I work at a detail store. So I get um, people come in all the time that are trying to do, like de- mostly detail, trying to do the same thing. And just a quick story. We had a guy come in that was trying to, for me, I listen, I read whatever the back of the bottle, whatever product it says, if it doesn't say it can be diluted, I don't tell people, yes, sure, you can dilute it, go right ahead. If the bottle doesn't say it's supposed to be diluted, I don't mess with it because if you got to, in my opinion, if you got to cut something 50-50 so it doesn't streak, then stop using the product, like pretty much. Is there, there's, for me, it's like there's no, it's no gray area. We had a guy come in and he was like, listen, like, I'm going to buy this soap. Is it soap? Can I cut it? 20% and I was like I mean you probably could but like it says one ounce per gallon or it says you know one ounce in your foam cannon just stick to that he looks at the next soap okay what about this soap can I cut it 30% and I was like why are you trying to his whole goal was to try to get he was trying to buy a gallon of soap put 
four or five ounces in a gallon, fill up with water, and then that was his ready-to-use soap. And I was like, well, I don't know how that's going to react, but the bottle says one ounce per gallon. So why don't you just stick with that? He kept, he kept trying to get me to say to him, yes, 30% of the soap will work great. And I was at the end of the conversation, I said, bro, you can do whatever you want once you buy the product. But at the end of the day, if the product is not, does not say to dilute it, whatever it says, just stick to whatever they tell you on the back of the bottle and you shouldn't have any problems. But I am a big fan of like, um, I'll take Eco One, for instance, and I'll use it as a detail spray or as a clay lube. So I'll put an ounce or so. So I have like one of those little separators. But when it comes to rinseless washing, I go a little bit overboard, like you said, just to kind of get the most lubrication. But I stop trying to, to mix certain things where it's like, oh, I'll cut slick, for instance, down 50-50. Is it going to work? I'm like, I mean, it probably will, but I want the protection. So when I use it full strength, it works fine. So I don't really have an issue. So I don't really know why people want to do it. And same thing with like um, Fuego or um, the only one I really mix a lot is, and Marty knows, TRX. Like I'm a four to one guy all the time, but it tells you on the bottle. It tells you you can mix it. So if it says you can do it, then I'm going to do it. But I don't, um, I don't try to make it one to 20 and then wonder why my wheels don't get clean after, after I do one pass and I go, it didn't work. It's like, well, you know, stick to what the bottle says and you should be okay. So. Yeah. Well, I listen, I'm having some really interesting phone calls lately and talking to people. There was a guy today that was talking about, you know, he, he has to get a five gallon of an interior cleaner and it's only cost him 35 bucks. And, you know, he's, he cuts it 10 to one and he does I'm like, uh, okay. See you, man. Like, uh, like yeah. I, I didn't know where to go with the conversation. Cause I was like, yeah, you're not going to be uh yeah, I'm out. Right. Like I, I never have quite understood that, you know, or taking a product that was meant for something and using it for something else. Cause I can cut it down this way and I can basically become my own chemist. Right. And that's what a lot of people like to do, which is fine. Well, there Marty, what one of those ex chemists yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you know me, I was for a while, I was mixing uh, like the hyper clean, like the first, like the bags um, of the interior cleaner. I was mixing the interior interior cleaner with the, at the time it was hyper clean D. I was mixing it D. together. Yeah. <laughs> we still have the shirt, I think, actually. Uh, but... It's still the best shirt to show up to that Mobile was... Tech with, want some D? Want some D. Oh, this number. Are... That was a good, that was a good, I like that. But I was mixing stuff and it worked, but to me, it's like, you know, I was mixing everything 10 to one and trying to save on profit. You're saying, but like, it's a good interior cleaner at 10 to one. So like, I, to me, it works fine, but I would like to make, I mix stuff together. I just don't, I stopped mixing like degrees. Like I, I had a guy who said that he was mixing like, um, like degreaser and, uh, or like iron remover in the same mix and doing that and spraying it all over everything. And I was like, ah, keep it separate and you shouldn't have any problems. Yeah. That has become a thing. And some TikTok people have like, yeah, you take this product and they can mix it with this to do this and you can do this to do that. And it's like, yeah, or you can just spray this product here and then you spray this product here. Like, you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. Uh, anyway, fun episode, guys. Thanks so much for uh, having a beer with me. I am going to open up for my last beer. This is the Deschutes Fresh Haze IPA. Haven't had in a while. It wasn't early, if you remember, Derek. This was something we we used mm -hmm. to drink quite a bit of, and I used to drink. And I saw it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go down a little memory trail." <laughs> it's a good beer. It's a good beer. So it's time. It's time to tab out. All right, guys. So this one, I'm expecting some pretty funny answers, but uh, what are acceptable foods to eat that are past their expiration date and they but they they look good and they smell good are we giving this to the dog or what are we doing here no it's like you open the fridge up and you you look at the something you go oh no this this is it's old i bought these smell you go oh, it still smells good and you eat it all right so we joked a little bit before right like i'll go ahead and admit it Listen, when wife moved in, she was throwing out all kinds of stuff out of the refrigerator. I had stuff from 10 years, five years. I had stuff all over the place. She wouldn't let me eat any of it. Even I was like, it's frozen. Why does it matter? Like, it'll be good in another year. Uh, nope, wouldn't let me do it. But at the warehouse, at the uh, warehouse. Uh, stash. And it's funny oh, no. Yeah. 
you mentioned this, but the other day I had the munchies, right? And I was hungry. I looked over and I saw a bag of Cheetos sitting there. Now it had a clip on it and I knew it'd been there a little bit, <laughs> probably over a year. I don't know. It was expired by, it was sometime in 22. I think it was like September or something. And so this would have been like early April when I, I hopped into reopen the clip. Right. And I just looked at it. I didn't see anything growing. First of all, I kind of did a little look and I, I did the little test where I, you know, cause if yeah. you get some stuff that gets too old, especially if it was crunchy, then it gets soggy. You go, no I'm out. Right. Yeah. It still had some crunch to it. I go, wow, it's going to have a lot of preservatives in it. I, I, I'm probably okay. Oh. I'm still here. I'm still <laughs> here. My munchies got solved. Wasn't a uh, complete amazing experience eating Cheetos, but I'm still here, and they were edible. Uh, uh, you know, you often have to give the milk the sniff test, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, there's a couple days. But, okay, past. so Dustin, I didn't go milk because some people say you can still drink milk when it's spoiled like that because that's basically no, cheese. No, basically no, no, cheese no, no. at that point. Oh, no. You can just drink it. It's all good. If it's turning yellow, you got it. Let it, you got to throw it out. There's <laughs> no <true>. <laughs> I, I'm out, dude. I, I don't. I don't like oh. cheese anyways. Don't like cottage cheese. None of that. Oh, oh. So you you can keep all that nasty stuff uh yeah i'm out on that so yeah gotta give the milk a sniff test often see if it's not good a day or not. old beer you drink a little day old bush lot a day, day old like after i've opened it absolutely not but I mean, if it's been, if it's been bouncing around in my cooler for the last couple of weeks to a month, I mean, all you got to do is put throw some ice on it. It'll be ready in a couple of hours. Good to go. Oh. <laughs> I, I would say mine would be like a Slim Jim. I don't think Slim Jims go bad. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Jim, I think I've had a bad Slim Jim. You can leave that Slim Jim on the floor. Really? We'll say six years. A road trip, yeah. Sorry. Six years, Brian? Is that what you said? You had one sitting around for six years and you finally well, I, think you could. <laughs> I think you could leave one on a counter somewhere six years and I'm pretty sure you come right back to her and she'd be fine. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen a bad Slim Jim left out or anything. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I've had an experience with a gas station Slim Jim where I think it may have been that it sat out in the display in the sun. That's a hot mama. You thought it was a hot mama. <laughs> it was it was a wizard <laughs> finger for sure, man. Where this thing had changed a little bit, and, and it was no bueno. Uh, you know, for, it took a couple bites to decide that though. It wasn't the first bite. Like, oh, <laughs> That's so good. I was like, wait a minute. Let me try, let me have another bite. And, and, and there's about the third or fourth bite where I decided that was it was no good. Hallucinating. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. But... Go ahead, Go ahead. Ray. Oh, go for it. But I'm surprised nobody has said cereal. Like, especially any kind of small flaky cereal like Fruity Pebbles or Frosted Flakes. Dog, I keep a box of one of those on hand at all times. I'll, I'll put it on like vanilla ice cream like mm. three times in one week. Put this it in the bottom of the cupboard. Forget about it for six <laughs> months. Six months later, I'm coming back. That clip's still on it. Guess what? It's good. It's going back in the ice cream. Oh yeah. Does that expire? <laughs> probably. Probably has a shelf life of like six months, maybe a year or two. I know like, you gotta put a date on care. it. I'm with you. Clips on it. We're good. Yeah. If it's clipped, it's it's good. good. Yeah. We in business. I'm when, surprised uh, nobody said Dunkin' Donuts yet. Uh, <laughs> like ooh. you go out and press a how hard is it today? Can we toss it in the microwave? Get it to soften up. <laughs> Wait, wait. They serve that stuff expired. That, that is a say. sad, sad business where it has fallen from grace. When I was a kid, it was time it was to make mistakes. Not enough red That was the saddest donut. It was like a rock, and I just kept eating it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's got it's got a cherry filling in it. How bad could it be? You know, I just kept eating it, and I'm like chewing on it. And I'm like, 
Yeah, this is probably from like three days ago, but I just kept eating it. Like, and was I was like, cherry yeah, feeling like a taffy, and you were like chewing on it like a taffy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it was still, it was still cherry. It wasn't like a like oh. ball, like a string. Like, <laughs> Charleston too. That's and... that's fine. That's what's the worst I could have. Definitely. But I do have, I do have a story where my mom had made a cheesecake one time, right? And I was the only person, like it was for Christmas or something. I went into the fridge and I was like, oh, it smells fine. I was sick, but to me, it smelled fine. So I ate a piece, ate another piece the next day. We're sitting at the dinner table and my, my dad looks at me and goes, man, some idiot's been eating that cheesecake. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, that thing's rotten. Are you eating that? And I was like, yes, dad. And he's like, oh, and then I was the only person eating and I didn't get sick. And my mom literally like got up from the table, grabbed the cheesecake, and just threw the whole thing out. And I'm just like, you guys let me eat that for like three days. And they're just like, yeah, we, we thought you would know. And I wasn't getting sick or nothing. So yeah, cheesecake. It, it to me it tasted fine, but apparently it was rotten. See, Dustin? Cheese, milk. No, uh, you gotta stay it. away from that cheese, man. It'll come back and bite you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even put cheese on my burgers, man. Like, like, just give me, just give me the burger, the lettuce, tomato, pickles. I'm good to go. Yes. No cheese. <laughs> no cheese. You should be shot. No. no. <laughs> That's un-American. Un-American. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the one at the cookout. Like, cheese is un-American. <laughs> don't put it on the burger. Don't run that perfectly good burger. People are looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm with you. Don't tarnish that burger. Don't yeah. You're uninvited it. to my next cookout. <laughs> what, about, what about grilled cheese? No good? I, I can do grilled cheese and uh, tomato soup. Grilled cheese and tomato soup is one of my favorites. Yep. Perfect pair. But yeah, we would have no sent cheese. you back to Russia if you had told us that to. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the gulag. Guys, thanks so much for having the beers. It's been a lot of fun. Dustin, always a great time, man. Thanks so much. Glad to know you're feeling better. The Rona didn't get oh, you yeah. all the way knocked out, man. I, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks, and, be uh, Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Yeah, it's good for the horses. It's good yeah. for you. I guess. <laughs> That's right. Brian, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks so much. Love to hear how... Uh, how booked and how crazy life is right now. Boat season is getting kicked off. I know Dustin said earlier, you're about to book out uh, two weeks, right? As we said, two weeks of only boats is what you're trying to do. Du Dustin is going to start taking notes, Brian, because Brian's like, yeah, I got like two years booked out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not currently booked out. It's just always, it's always rolling. It's just constant. So yeah, it just never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. You're around. That's crazy. Yeah. That is That's crazy. Awesome, man. The problem is, is people don't pull them out of storage until like the first of May, and then right. the marina opens up the thirteenth. So we Everybody got two weeks, dude. Week. Yeah, it don't work that way. Yeah, yeah. People, that's uh, we deal with the same thing. Yeah. I got family coming in town. Uh, okay. my <laughs> <laughs> How long did you know that family was going to be here? Exactly. They're playing this trip. That's our, that's our go-to for, uh, that's the inside joke for all dealerships and everything. Well, I got family coming in town. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you, have you guys ever got that for like a holiday, like July 4th? Somebody said, I had a guy say that to me one time. Like, I got a family coming in town. Like you got to get my car done before. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing on July 4th? Like Every other American. <laughs> right yeah on the boat on the boat july 4th that's where i'll be dude i had somebody call me on christmas and was no. like hey i was wondering if you could get my car detailed you know detailed today and i was like hell no like are you serious like, no. like are you a serious phone call do i know who you are uh, <laughs> who is it hmm <laughs> All right, Randy, thanks so much for filling in. Uh, Years, yeah. uh, we had another distributor that had to cancel today out of Hawaii. I rep. We like him. He's a great dude. He had a guy that got sick and was not uh, not able to leave. So thanks so much for filling in. Happy I could come in. Thanks for inviting definitely. me in. That was a good time. Yeah, definitely. Thank man. You, thanks so much. Cooking with Nick. Everybody can go to 
uh, the Hyperclean Specialist Group now. And uh, see a picture of uh, of I'll your food. And I think Derek's going to put some stuff in there, too, because Dale was looking for, you know, it's like uh, being able to chime in. So cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody can run over there. Nick, thanks so much, man. Food looked great. Woo. Derek, Thank you, man. great tab out question, brother. And we're excited to see your next ventures. So yep. you're here, you. man. Guys, enjoy your week. You. Here's to community. Have a good one, guys. It's fun. Community, what a fun episode. I enjoyed my beers, and I'm sure you did too. Hopefully, you grabbed a pint and you enjoyed it. Hey, while you're doing that, why don't you head on over to the specialist group and share, right? Share your thoughts. I think it's awesome. It's been great to have everybody that goes into the specialist group and says, hey, I listened to the last episode, and here's my thoughts. That's awesome. And that's what you should do if, if you have a thought about what we just talked about. Maybe it's, well something crazy that you've done lately, right? Like maybe it's a cool car that you've recently cleaned or, well, maybe you've been out having a lot of fun and you want people to know a great restaurant that you just saw with maybe add some steak. Right? Ooh, maybe add some of that Nashville hot chicken, like uh, cooking with Nick had. So come over the group, talk to us about what you've been up to. Hey, this is Marshall and I hope you make it a great day. <laughs>